Yuma and welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe. I'm the loneliness guy, and this is Connection Over Coffee. This is a podcast that proudly serves and supports gay men experiencing loneliness and helps them take steps to getting the authentic connection they need and deserve. It's also proudly recorded, edited, and uploaded in Canberra, Australia's capital city, on the traditional country of the Ngunnawal people. And I humbly acknowledge and pay my respects to its elders past, present, and emerging. I'm really glad you're here, so please make yourself comfortable and I'll go get us some coffees. Here you go. Welcome to episode 43 of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to chat about something that I'm confident that many of you are feeling in this month of June, loneliness during Pride. Before we get too far into the episode, I want to remind you that I think you're amazing. Very few gay men seek out and then listen to podcasts or watch videos on YouTube about loneliness unless they've come to the realization that they're lonely themselves. And that realization can be very uncomfortable, right? The stigma and shame that we feel is real and it takes a lot of courage and to, well, to even engage on the subject. So, if this is your first time uh, joining me for coffee or if you're coming back for another coffee and a chat with me, I want to let you know that I'm proud of you and that I'm just so grateful for you for, for joining with me. And as the loneliness guy, I'm all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. And I do that through my site, thelonelinessguy.com. On my website, you'll find my blog, this podcast, and details of my services, including my one-on-one -on -one connection mentoring services and my recently announced connection support group calls, as well as details of coaches and other human connection experts. Friend my services are all designed to help and support and serve you so you can learn from your loneliness and to help you along the path help you begin along the path towards getting the authentic connection you need and deserve and connection is important because it's the antidote to loneliness and my work is all about building and constantly maintaining what i refer to as our three pillars of connection so connection to ourselves, connection to those most important to us, and connection to our communities. And each one of these pillars must be as strong as the others for us to really feel connected and to help us live past our loneliness. So go and have a look at the site, especially if you feel that what I say in this episode or in other episodes feels like I'm speaking directly to you. So, and please just let me know how I can best serve and support you. And my work is audience supported. So if you get value from this episode and want to help me continue this work and reach more gay men wherever they are in the world experiencing loneliness, please show your appreciation through a kind review on the service through which you're listening to this episode or watching on YouTube and tapping on the buy me a coffee link in the episode description. I want to say thank you most sincerely in advance for your generosity. Now, onto the episode. This episode comes after I published The Loneliness of Pride on my blog, oh, on the blog, uh, on Thursday the 9th of June 2022. In that post, I shared some thoughts about the other side of pride and how pride, 
a month celebrating visibility and promoting inclusion for the LGBTIQA plus communities can actually make us feel lonelier. What do I mean by that? Well, let's have a chat about it. Because one of the things that I feel that we can endure during loneliness, uh, sorry, during pride and the loneliness that we can feel is we can get an attack of the shoulds. And we can look at stuff in our social media, like that fills our feeds of gay men uh, and other queer people living their best lives out and proud and wherever sort of they are in the world. And generally, pride is a pretty Northern Hemisphere thing. Um, I'm in Canberra at the moment, as I said at the beginning, and it's cold. There's nothing that much appealing about being outside uh, and, um, and, and not wearing too much. Uh, it would be uh, a, a pride full of, um, of down parkers uh, and, and down jackets if it was being held in Canberra in June. Um, and so I just wanted to let you know that it's not pride. Well, it's pride month, but it's not pride everywhere. Um, and it does feel like a very Northern Hemisphere thing, understandably, because it's now finally warm in the Northern Hemisphere. But we can, when we're observing other people doing pride, uh, being proud, uh, going to parades, going to parties, going to, um, you know, traveling, all that kind of stuff, um, we can, from the comfort of our own couches in our houses, feel like we are observing it and we can be subjected to, we can subject ourselves to an attack of the shoulds. It's like, I really shouldn't be sitting on the couch. I really, you know, should be out there being out and proud. I really should sort of, I really should have more friends. I really shouldn't feel lonely. You know, why is it that I don't have anyone to go and do pride things with? Why isn't anyone asking me to come along to the parades, come along to the parties, come along to the brunches, whatever it is? Why is it that, you know, all these other people are... Um, you know, living their best life and I'm sitting here in, you know, my, my pyjamas or in my underwear uh, on the couch and, you know, I, like my life right now is not too dissimilar to the last two years of the pandemic. Um, and so those shoulds can be really debilitating because there's... And while, they, while they're debilitating, they are actually... A, an invitation there for us to get curious. And I'm going to ex sort of explore this in, in future content, the, the shoulds. But the curiosity needs to go to um, challenging the story that has us, that we're running, the narrative that we're running in our head about how we, um, how we engage with ourselves, how we engage with other people, how we engage with our communities from a place of should. Because should, the narrative that, that drives should really can, can speak to um, us not being authentic and authentically connecting to ourselves. So if we feel like we should be doing something, we should be living in a certain way, we should be dressing in a certain way, we should be speaking in a certain way, we should be holidaying or vacationing in a certain way, the reflex that I encourage you to develop 
much like a doctor tapping you on your knee to test your reflexes, needs to be when you encounter a should, when you think it, when you speak it, and indeed when others are saying it around you, is to counter that with, like in that reflex way, who says? Who says that you need to be out uh, at the parade? Who says that you need to be, um, you know, dancing around in uh, skimpy swimwear? Who says that you need to be, you know, uh, out on the party scene, taking drugs, doing whatever it is uh, that you're seeing and you're imagining is happening there? Who says? Um, And odds are, if we engage that with curiosity... Odds are, if we engage that with not uh, not judging ourselves, there's a clue there. There's a clue, a really valuable clue about how we are engaging with ourselves, how we are engaging with our sexuality, how we are wanting to, or how we are presenting ourselves to ourselves, how we are presenting ourselves to those most important to us, and how we are presenting ourselves to our communities. No shoulds are the clue. So that's my first bit of advice is, and that wasn't in the blog. That wasn't in the blog. That's sort of more, more sort of recent thinking um, that, uh, that, that, that I've been kind of mulling over over the past few, few days. But to me, that's like the, the, the thread of a jumper that if you pull and if you're working out why you're feeling so, if you're, if you're struggling to, to work out why you're feeling so lonely, give that a gentle pull. Pay attention to the shoulds and watch how the, the what has obscured your, like your source of your loneliness, that, that could actually fall away. So that's my first bit of advice. Pay attention to the shoulds. On, in the blog post, moving on, in the blog post, I wanted to say, well, I did say, I didn't want to say, I, I wrote it, um, that to be really frank, really clear, like, you know, from an abundance of clarity, I want to say that Pride Month is great. Visibility matters. The words that we use matter. And a month celebrating and, and being visible in a heteronormative world, having our relationships feel normalized, Having our, um, having, well, just having us as people who don't fit into that heteronormative mould, having a a month designed to challenge that, um, uh, having a month to celebrate how far we've come, having a month to celebrate, to, to, to raise awareness of issues that still are within our communities, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. And that visibility absolutely matters. And there are many in our communities all around the world who simply wish that this happened behind closed doors, that the um, that, that, that the queer life, that queer people, that everyone and anyone on the LGBTIQA plus spectrum kind of just goes away, and uh, that's obviously not um, not healthy not healthy, and that visibility matters. So not healthy in terms of people's mental and emotional well-being. It's not healthy in terms of a society's mental and emotional well-being. And there is a time and space for everyone. And so having a month for Pride to acknowledge, to recommit 
to be seen, to be heard, helps us feel that we belong as a community. That is a great thing. But we have work to do. Pride is not everywhere. There are far too many countries in the world where homosexuality is a crime and uh, punishable by death, by corporal punishment, uh, that um, homosexual, same-sex relationships are not recognised by the state. And that is, well, it's, it's hard to say anything but that that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I could sort of go into hyperbole and say, you know, that's a, that's a terrible... We all agree. We all agree that that's not right. And so I want to say that if you are listening to this, listening to these words, if you're joining me for coffee either on YouTube or on the podcast, and you live in a country where your sexuality is seen as immoral, as illegal your relationships that you possibly are in and are hidden, the relationships that we would really love to have but are scared to, well-founded scared, um, a, a well-founded fear of, you know, being out. I want to say that I see you. I want to say that I, you know, I, I, I just wish that it wasn't that way. And we need, as people who live in societies where we our relationships are recognised. The uh, legal um, barriers to us engaging fully in society are being or have been removed. That we need to make sure that we continue to advocate on behalf of those people who do not have a voice, but are there. So pride is not everywhere. And if you are in a place where it is illegal, where you would suffer serious consequences, uh, legal and, uh, well, actually pay for your homosexuality with your life, I want to say, please be safe. Please stay safe and know that you are seen. Know that you belong. You are worthy of love and belonging. And to all of those of us who are in in communities, in societies, in countries, we need to make sure that we do not pull up the ladder behind us and that other people around the world can climb the ladder in the same way that we have over, well, over many years. The other thing that I need to, that I want to say in terms of the work that we need to do is that I understand that we live in, we, we are members of a society who live in an economy. And pride events, well, they don't just kind of magic themselves out of thin air. They need to, um, you know, they're, they're, they're corporate events. Like, they're run by committees. They're run by companies. They're run by corporations. And, you know, money needs to be generated somehow. So, there needs to be corporate sponsors. And those corporate sponsors need to have visibility. I understand that. I understand that. But it feels to me, and I know that I'm not alone because some of you in the audience have shared this with me, that... Pride does feel like a marketing event. It feels like a consuming, an event where we're encouraged to consume. And I want to say that 
while having logos, while having lovely um, posts on social media or commercials on TV about how inclusion and visibility during Pride Month matters, um, I want to say that that's good. That's a really good thing. But for me, I'm also looking to see what the corporate sponsors, what the corporations, what the multinational corporations are saying and doing in the other 11 months of the year. That also matters. That also matters to me as a member of the global rainbow community. That matters to me. What you do not only from the 1st of June to the 30th of June, that that matters, but it also what you do from the 1st of July to the 31st of May also matters in terms of your support for LGBTIQA plus rights, what you do in terms of all of this, um, well, I think you get my point. What you do in the other 11 months of the year really matters. And whacking a, uh, a rainbow uh, over your logo, saying that you're uh, rolling out um, uh, uh, members, like um, people who work in your company, who are members of the LGBTIQA plus community, that's great. That visibility matters. But please, I you know, really, what you do in the, the rest of the 11 months really matters. Where you're putting your money, where you're putting your attention actually really matters too. And so while there is visibility for those of us who are feeling lonely, those, you know, you beautiful gay men experiencing loneliness, while for, for one month of the year you are seeing uh, companies, airlines, telecommunications companies, um, hotels, whatever it is, actually say, yay, we're, we're you know, we're, we're for you, maybe you could also be for us and f help us feel more members of, of, of the wider civil society during the 11 months of the year as well. The next point that I wanted to raise in terms of, you know, and this, this was in the blog, um, when it comes to the loneliness of pride, is that not everyone feels that we belong. And this is, and, and we don't feel that we belong in the local gay community. We don't feel that we belong in a national gay community. We don't feel that we belong in a global gay community. And this, this, this sort of sense of belonging, I think, is really, it's hard to explain. But when we're observing, when we're observing what, um, you know, what's going on through social media, um, and if you don't fit in, if you are a person of color, if you are, um, you know, someone who who's uh, who who follows a faith where um, you know, like alcohol uh, consumption is um, is is forbidden or whatever, whatever you know, you do, you don't feel that you fit in with the like the 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 way things are done in your local gay community. You can automatically feel excluded. We can exclude ourselves because we don't feel that we can belong. And so sometimes, and I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes it feels like pride events feel feels kind of like high school again. And that could actually be really triggering because high school sometimes, for most of us, was not a happy experience. But in a community where we're all supposed to feel that we belong, we're supposed to let our light shine, we're, you know, born this way, we're, you know, whatever it is, it can feel that 
the events, those people who are seen, those people who are heard, those people who, who represent, feel that they all are of a certain um, of a certain way. And so it can feel like we're back in high school and if we don't fit in, if we're not buff, if we're not um, uh, uh, whatever it is, if we don't feel that we fit in, it can feel like we're sort of ostracized and the cool kids are having a party. And while we're invited, while it's an open invitation, we're not really welcome there. Um, that may or may not be true, but it feels true. And that perception is the perception becomes reality, it, and and the feeling that way becomes our reality. So I want to say that you know if this is you, I hear you. Sometimes I feel well, not sometimes, almost all the time, I feel very awkward, um, and not necessarily feel like I have to hustle to belong, but I need to find my place around other gay men uh, in a social setting, and. It can feel to me, it can bring up all of those feelings of high school, of feeling not quite cool enough to, you know, be part of the, the, the in crowd or whatever. And I know that that's, that I'm not alone because a few of you have reached out over the past few weeks to, to share that with me. And finally, pride can actually make us feel lonelier. So when we are observing, when we're scrolling social media, when we're doing all of the things and observing, not participating, um, it can actually highlight the gap that we feel between ourselves and the images that we're seeing um, and we're observing. And that can, you know, we, we, compare, we, we compare our lived experience with what we're seeing on our screens, what we're seeing on TV, what we're seeing, um, you know, YouTube, social media, um, and stuff. And very quickly, like I said right at the beginning of, of the episode in terms of our shoulds, we can become consumed by the shoulds. And those shoulds can then go to a rapid place of us asking a question, why do I not feel like I'm, I, I belong here? Why am I not there, why am I not invited, etc., etc. And the lonely mind, the lonely heart can quickly leap to the conclusion that we are not worthy of our place in the gay community. It can be, we can leap to a place where we feel, where we believe that we are not worthy of love and belonging. That is a horrid thought, but that's the essence of loneliness. The essence of loneliness being that we feel that we are not worthy of love and we are not worthy of belonging. Now, I can say that that's crap. As a human, you are always worthy of love and belonging, but the lonely mind, the lonely heart has us actually believing that. And so, what we're seeing, like what we're, what we're surrounded with potentially on social media what we're surrounded with in terms of, you know, seeing people living their best lives on yachts in skimpy swimwear and, you know, flitting from pride event to pride event to pride event all over the world um, can actually have us going, well, you know, if I was really worthy, I'd be there. And of course, you are worthy 
right now, just as you are. I want to say that again. You are worthy of love and belonging just as you are right now. On that, I want to take a break. I interrupt myself for just a moment to say to you that I have a bold vision for the Loneliness Guide to be the place for gay men experiencing loneliness to come and get the support that they need at the time they need it, wherever they are in the world. The vision includes hosting seminars, workshops and retreats to help gay men, to help you and other gay men just like you get the connection that they need and deserve to help them learn from their loneliness. The vision is to partner with other coaches, connection experts and therapists to make these events happen locally at first and then around the world. Look, undoubtedly this is a bold vision and I need to start. I'm so keen to start and scaling up my work here at The Loneliness Guy to know to, to what I know it can be. But I need your help. If you'd like to help me, please go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash invest or follow the link in the episode description and help me to realize this vision for gay men globally. It's time to get serious about loneliness in gay communities. Can you please help me? If you've got any questions for me, please ask away. But in the meantime, back to the episode. Okay, welcome back. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about all of this? So we've been noticing that, you know, we feel disconnected. We feel, we've been noticing that we, you know, might be getting angry at um, the, the corporate structure and, you know, angry at being sold things, angry uh, and frustrated that we are, um, that, that we feel on the margins. However it is, however we've been triggered, that's an invitation for us to get curious, as always. Like, I'm not going to go into the right and wrong and it's like, I shouldn't be triggered or that's wrong that I was triggered in this way. It's like, you were triggered. You were triggered. And um, there's, there's negative triggers and then there's positive triggers. A trigger is a trigger or a trigger is a trigger. And a trigger is an invitation for us to get curious. So, let's get curious. Let's get curious. And so, my invitation here, if you have been triggered during Pride, if Pride has triggered your loneliness... Let's get curious. All the time, we need to make sure that we practice self-kindness. And we need to resist the temptation to berate ourselves, to yell at ourselves for what we're feeling. And if we're feeling lonely and isolated from those around us, we need to, you know, just practice some self-care and self-love. And avoid the shoulds. Or when we do find ourselves consumed with the shoulds or asking ourselves the shoulds, we need to go with all the self-love, why am I triggered in this way? That, that kind of loving curiosity can change everything about how we approach our loneliness. Because your loneliness is not going to shift just because you're angry at it, just because you said you shouldn't. Your loneliness shifts when you actually sit with it Work out why you're feeling this way. Where does it come from? And then do something different. So do connection differently. Prioritize connection that you need. All of that comes from 
paying attention to how you're triggered and responding with curiosity. The other thing that we can do is we can spend our money mindfully during Pride. And it's fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if you want to spend your money going on, you know, gay cruises during Pride, if you want to, like, celebrate and, and actually be proud and in a very public way and go to parties and, um, you know, do, do all the things. Like, it's your, your money. Spend it in the way that you feel is good and that serves you. My invitation to you, though, is please consider being a discerning consumer for some of your hard-earned money during Pride Month and, indeed, every month of the year. Pride, at its core, is about our community. It's about supporting, encouraging, and celebrating each other. And it's about being visible. And it's about building each other up. And it's a reminder to the world that we're here, that we exist, and that we belong. Pride is more than buying the products or using the services marketed to the LGBTIQA plus community by large multinational corporations. So this Pride Month, please consider supporting local business or non-profits run by the local LGBTIQA plus community or run for the local LGBTIQA plus community. Please also consider supporting LGBTIQA plus businesses and solo entrepreneurs. Because not everyone has the benefit of a global reach with of huge marketing departments, at least not yet. But with your mindful spending, your considered support, they could. And imagine the power of LGBTIQA plus led communities sustained by the LGBTIQA plus community providing services, not just stuff, but services for queer people. So please consider not only investing in goods for parties and parades, but investing in something that benefits your mental and emotional and physical well-being. And if that is provided by other members of the queer community, we're reinvesting in our own support. We're reinvesting in that and providing services that build us up, make us stronger. So please consider spending money mindfully this month and all year. And the final thing that I wanted to say is that we, it's right. We're okay. It's okay to be proud. It's okay to be proud of ourselves. It's okay to be proud of our community. And it's, a, it's, it's, there's a lot of work to do, as I said, but we can pause a moment. We can take stock for, um, and to recognize how far we've come over the past few generations. Undoubtedly, there is work to do. Undoubtedly, there's a lot of work to do in a lot of different areas of the world. But it's okay for us to pause and be proud of our bravery. It's okay for us to be proud of our courage. Indeed, it's okay for you to be proud of your bravery and to be proud of your courage in living life as who you are. Living life in a system that has often been designed to exclude us, to make us feel that we do not belong. And there are far too many systems in the world that are still designed to exclude, hide, and persecute us. But we're still here. 
we're not going anywhere. And so while there's a lot of work to be done until everyone's rights are secure, let's pause for a moment and recognize our bravery and our courage to see to, to in, in how far we've come and the work that we're doing right now and then celebrate and steal ourselves for the work that we need to do ahead. The final thing that I wanted to finish this episode on uh, and, and as we wrap up this coffee, this is for you, for the gay man experiencing loneliness. We talked about earlier the shoulds and how that's an invitation for us to get curious about why we're being triggered, what narrative we're running in our head. And so I want to say that pride could actually be highlighting your loneliness and that could be a really difficult thing. And you might not actually know how to express it. This could just be a vibe of a feeling that you're feeling within yourself. So once the parties, the parades, the glitter and all the celebrating are done, I feel that we need to have a real conversation about mental and emotional well-being for gay men globally. So many of us, perhaps even you right now, are in pain, but you don't know how to express it. And what we can't express we suppress. What you can't express, you suppress. And when it comes to loneliness, suppressing it, God knows I've tried. I tried for such a long time to deny and suppress my loneliness. It just gets more power over us. It thrives in the dark. But if we don't have the language to express how we're feeling or what we're saying, or we feel that what we do say will be met with judgment, then we're going to um, continue to suppress that and like our loneliness and it's going to get more power over us. And the statistics paint a bleak picture of the mental and emotional well-being in our communities and the individuals, you, in it. We're a community in distress. Rates of loneliness, suicide, self-harm and substance abuse in LGBTIQA plus communities far exceed the general population. And it doesn't have to be this way. There are organisations, there are community-led organisations, there's me, there's other people like me who are beginning to provide services, who have provided services for a very long time and all they're waiting to do to help you is for you to step up and to ask in an imperfect way, even if your voice cracks and you really don't know what words to say, you need to ask for help and the help is there. We do not need to have more cases of suicide, self-harm. We don't need to feel so lonely. You don't need to feel so lonely. I'm here and we have such a powerful community supporting ourselves and we all are here waiting for you to say i need some help can you help me please because while it's fantastic for us as a community while it's fantastic to be seen and that we're allowed to exist we now need to know that it's time for us to live it is time for you to not simply exist but it's time for you to begin living. And if that's what your loneliness during pride is telling you, please, please let it be that.
So, that's all I wanted to say for this episode. That was rather a lot, wasn't it? So, remember that there's a lot of content on my site, thelonelinessguide.com, designed to serve and support you as you learn from your loneliness and to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally. Go to the site and check out the services me and my team provide you when you're ready to take a step towards growth and moving beyond your loneliness and towards getting the authentic connection you need and deserve. Remember, you don't have to stay in the miserable comfort of your loneliness. You can choose growth and connection and me and my team are here for you when you're ready. And you won't miss any of my content if you join the mailing list. Joining the mailing list is free and you'll receive one email each week from me letting you know that there's been new content uploaded. Or for something more interactive with me, how about joining me and a group of wonderful gray, wonderful gay men, not gray men, gay men, learning from their loneliness and are supporting each other as we do connection. Come and join the Premium Connection Lounge on Facebook. It's free to join and come and join us for monthly Zoom calls, inspiring chats and exclusive insights into the work here. Follow the links in the episode description if you're interested in either or both of these options. And if you got something from this episode, a reminder that you can buy me a coffee to say thanks. There's a PayPal link in the episode description and any money received from your contribution through PayPal goes into continuing into me continuing this work and it's always appreciated. I sincerely thank you in advance. Have you got a question or for me or any feedback? Reach out to me on socials or send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com. And remember to like, comment, and rate and share this episode. It helps others in your social circle know that they're not alone if they are experiencing loneliness. And it lets them know that you are a safe space to talk about loneliness and how it can make us all feel. I really do appreciate you joining me for coffee today. Yara. And until next time, take care of yourself. Stay courageous as you do connection. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, The Loneliness Guide. If you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.